Hi lovelies, so it's week two on the pod and I'm not gonna lie, this is my second time recording this because the first attempt, when I tell you I was dealing with one of the worst hangovers of my life, no joke, I literally had to have a sit down shower listening to Dido, like you know shit's bad when white flag is on the, on the playlist. So I listened back, I was like this is not the energy I want for Love What Luck. So here I am, round two, back to my sprightly self and I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody that listened last week and messaged me and followed the Instagrams and shared the podcast and followed it on Spotify, literally any little thing you did, thank you so much, it honestly made my whole damn week. I'd like to say that was the reason I got so drunk, you know, to celebrate. Realistically, it would have happened anyway, but we move. Um, no, I just wanted to say thank you so much. I honestly really appreciated it. It was so nice to read that people enjoyed it. And also thank you so much for everybody that told me how you met like your partners or somebody special that you met. It was so nice to read them. I've put them, if anybody that's missed them, I've put them on a highlight on my Instagram, um, at lovewhatluck, because I loved reading them. The One of them that really made me laugh was when listener met her partner. Um, he was a dad in one of the um, children's care centres she worked at. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. I was like, hey, zaddy vibes. <laughs> I love that. There was like lots of internet ones. Um, and also I loved the one, there was one, um, the girl went, actually went out to meet a different guy and he wasn't there and that guy's friend bought her a drink and now they've been together I think it's like 12 years and they've got two kids like how wild is that you go out planning for your night to go one way and then one quick meeting and their whole life changed like complete directions Not like that film sliding doors with Gwyneth Paltrow if you haven't seen it you should watch it it's just wild how like one decision you make can just alternate your whole life. I guess that's kind of like what we were talking about last week. Another story is a girl, she happened to move to Cairo for a year and just went to this party one night and met a guy who was with the, he was a US Marine and he just got sent to Cairo and they just met on that one night. Then they had to do long distance and now they're engaged, they've got children, I think they're married now actually, and they live in Florida together. Like, I'm sorry, what are the chances of you meeting somebody in Cairo? This girl is from Wales. <laughs> like, if you tell, I'm pretty sure if you tell anyone from Wales, you're going to end up with somebody that you meet in Cairo, you'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, if you paid for that tarot reading, you'd be asking for a refund. But, like, wow. It's just made me think, honestly, guys. Like, listening to all those stories, I was like back on my romantic horse I was like yes everything is destiny everything is meant to be the universe has a big answer for everyone so yeah thank you also after the last one my mother rang me and she was like do you know how I met your father I was like I don't know actually tell me so basically my mother um when she was younger was out and she read her uh, star signs like a horoscope on the day which she always still does by the way and she reads me mine um and the star sign said today you'll meet somebody who changes your life and lo and behold that day she met my father um 
And then six weeks later, he proposes. And another six weeks, they only plan a wedding in six weeks. Like, wow. They married. So within three months, my mother was married to my father, like, moved in. And they've been married 50 years this year. Like, super cute, super romantic. But I'm not going to lie. The first thing thing I thought, I was like, yeah, that's lovely. But imagine I did that. Like, imagine you going home and telling your mother that you're going to marry somebody you've met six weeks ago I know like for sure it would not have washed with me I remember when I was <laughs> dating a guy it was the first guy I dated in London and I actually started talking to him before I moved like we found he found me on Insta so like I pretty much had a pen pal for a month before I even went on a date with this guy and then obviously by the time I met him I'm dating him a couple of weeks and obviously I told my mother that I was seeing him but um didn't tell on this one time that I was staying over and I remember being on the train I know like when those if you're in London those bands come on the train sometimes like now if they come on I'm just like oh god piss off (laughs) leave but this was obviously my first few months in London I was loving life when they came on I thought it was amazing so I videoed it I sent it to my mother thinking you know oh she's gonna love it the first thing she replies (laughs) what are you doing with that suitcase you're staying over there then are you I was like oh no oh dear I've been caught <laughs> like mothers will always find out the truth if there's anything we learn in life they will always find out the truth and yeah Adele did um and I had like you know a little bit of a row and as she told me that how she met my father I was like well well how the tables have turned you certainly don't practice what you preach anymore but you know we move times are different <laughs> but I thought that was really sweet um and I'm actually coming with some like other big news for myself the modern day big news this week that my boyfriend asked me to move in with him so I mean there's lots of logistics behind it my friends um moving out and it kind of just makes sense for me to move into there rather than me like go on spare room and find somebody you know to come into my flat with me so all exciting now I've never lived with a partner before so that's why I put on my stories on the insta story on the weekend just like any tips for anybody um that has lived with a partner before and what's the best thing what's the worst thing um definitely the most popular answer for the worst thing was the mess which has fully already come into my head like I've got OCD with everything needing to be compartmentalized <laughs> like I have, I'm that person that has like drawers within a drawer, um, drawers in my fridge. Uh, I just like everything to be organized. So that's obviously already what I've thought about. Um, Another one I thought was really interesting was somebody said the worst thing is having to share everything because nothing is your own anymore. And I was like, I'd never thought of that before. But literally you have to share everything. Like you share your finances. And even if like you want a new table, you can't just bring that home because it's a shared space. You have to make joint decisions. Like my boyfriend can barely share a bag of minstrels with me. So that's not ideal. But another one that made me laugh, uh, one of the girls said the worst thing is having somebody to speak to 
to you in the mornings because she hates mornings <laughs> so that made me laugh I was like not everything's perfect when you move in with somebody you know I guess it's all about give and take um then I also asked top tips for living in harmony and definitely the most popular answer was the importance of having your own space and your own me time and still doing things you would usually do and then like coming back together at the end of the night rather than suddenly doing every single thing together which I know works for some people but yeah I don't think that's for me um I do think it's important to like keep your own identity still I think my biggest thing and I think it's the same just when you get into a long-term relationship or even just a relationship in general is like the timeline of how things change which sometimes is really good but sometimes it can be like a little bit scary like even just the physicalities of things like when you start in a relationship or certainly me anyway I you know will always have makeup on and then like the first time I take makeup off I would always like cover half my face with my hand and my boyfriend would be like why have you got your hand over your cheek when you're talking to me he's like I can still see see you I've seen you without makeup on like it's fine but it's just like until you get comfortable like even the first time I sleep over a guy's like I actually stay the night I'm a weirdo I will sleep right at the end of that bed I am not hugging you like I'll sleep in your bed but I will stay over the other side until I get comfortable the other really weird thing I have is I absolutely hate feet like anybody that knows me I cannot describe to you how much I hate feet like even I had to go for a smear the other day right so also she tells you to undress from the waist down I was like yeah okay I mean no problem um so I I take everything off and then I was like this man can look in my uterus but my feet can you see my trotters absolutely not so I put I just said to the woman I was like I know it's really weird but can I just leave my shoes on (laughs) she was like yeah whichever makes you feel more comfortable I was like it really really will so I was naked from the waist down but with my shoes on like I hate feet and when I start seeing a guy like I will never show my toes that's absolutely not like you've got more chance of seeing my boobs on the first date than my toes (laughs) um when I first start seeing somebody if they've got their bare feet out I will not look at them because if they've got really bad feet it will put me off them so like I literally remember when my boyfriend like the first time that he was barefoot and I was thinking don't look at his feet because you like him and if his feet are really bad it's gonna put you off him so like literally (laughs) not looking at them until like I knew it was safe for me to do so the other thing I've got with this is boys in dressing gowns like I'm sorry I know that this is like sexist give me a girl in a dressing gown give it to me on insta with a towel on her head and a photo glamorous sexy I love it it's a look it's a vibe um give me a guy absolutely not until I'm in love with you I cannot see you in a dressing gown because that will have to be the end of it on holidays we stayed in this like really nice hotel for the last couple of nights like a quieter one um so we stayed there for the last few days and they had these like amazing thick robes hanging up on the bathroom and I was like oh my god they look lush to put on but can I handle seeing my boyfriend in one can I handle him seeing me in one like literally the the turmoil in my head I was like right okay like 
if I start seeing somebody, do not take me on a spa date because, again, if I see you in that dressing gown, I just can't do it. So it's quite a big deal for me. Anyway, we're on holidays. My boyfriend put the um, dressing gown on and I was okay. I was like, wow, it's not making me cringe that much. And then I put mine on and I was just like laughing so awkwardly and he was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, do you not like die looking at me in this? And he was like, no. So overall, that's okay. <laughs> I survived it. But I feel like these are the types of things you overcome as relationships go on. I feel like it's going to be the same when when you move in with somebody. Like there's a there's a timeline of things that you do and you have to wait until you get comfortable. Obviously, with those things, they are just like kind of the things that. I know if I'm sure if I spoke to any of those people that helped me on the Insta stories, like none of them mentioned, oh yeah, the hardest thing is <laughs> seeing his feet for the first time or seeing him in a dressing gown every morning. Because I know that they are just like silly things. Um, but there's also obviously the big things. And in the book I'm reading, Conversations on Love, it's the same one I referenced last week. I'm still reading it, I still love it. And basically, on one of the interviews she has, they're talking about the security of a long-term relationship or just a relationship in general. And they're talking about how things change. And they basically say that it's kind of like when you're secure in a relationship, it can also kind of be an enemy. Um, And she explains a little bit more in this quote... And she said that what people lose in a long-term relationship is kindness. They lose it for a number of reasons. Because once you've got close to somebody, they can much more easily push your buttons than a stranger can and vice versa. You're unlikely to throw a temper tantrum if a friend does something that irritates you. But with somebody you love and who loves you, often it's easier to shout than it is to step back and think, no, I ought to treat my partner almost as if they were a stranger. And I thought that is so true. And actually, one of the um, advices that I got from, I did like a top tips in living in harmony. One of those, um, one of the advices that I got back was saying to think before you speak. And that is true because I do, you find it even like with your sibling, if you have a sibling or, I mean, not everybody does, but with your parents like you do tend to argue and shout with the people that you're closest to because I mean you know you can have an argument with your sister it can be a blazing row over her stealing your jumper but you know that an hour later you're going to be okay again even on Friday um I'm 30 now, so two-day hangovers are very real. Uh, when I say I had the hangover one day, it got marginally better day two, but best believe I was still struggling. So I go over to my boyfriend's. I'm not even... I haven't eaten all day because I just, like, couldn't move or do anything productive. Um, so I just got by on biscuits and stuff. By the time I get there, I'm not even hungry. I'm, like, so hungry that I've become sad. Like, I was trying to think of a, <laughs> of a word that meshes hungry and sad. I can't. Sangry? Sangry. Um, I was so sad that I, I couldn't even do anything. He was, like, asking what to put on. I was like, mm-mm, 
nothing he was like you're not giving me anything I'm just gonna put this on I'm ordering this food blah 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 now if I was going into work or if I was going over my friends or I don't know if I had to go to like some sort of event no I would have still felt the same I still would have felt tired and hungry but I would never have acted like that because I would have thought, oh, I can't just turn up and be like a moany bitch to this person. I'd have to make an effort. I'd have to, you know, talk. But because it's with my boyfriend, who I'm now comfortable with, somehow it's okay that I'm like that. You know, and it's like, it makes complete sense. It's not very nice. <laughs> so I think that's the advice that I'm going to take, that I'm not like an argumentative person, but I think it must be hard if you live with somebody. When you come home you're comfortable with that person that you live with and you bring that mood back to them. I actually did um, an empowerment day uh, years and years ago in Wales with this life coach, Harry Singh. He's really good. And he said that as humans, we anchor feelings to people, places or things. So he gave an example that when he watches TV with his young son and if ever there's a funny part, he would laugh in front of his son so that his son can see him laughing so that his son associates laughing and watching TV with his father as a happy thing. But he said as we get older, what we tend to do is if we go into work and we have a really, really bad day, we come home, we see our partner who we live with, we comfy with them and we bring that bad mood to them and we tell them about, you know, a shit day, this has gone wrong, blah, blah, blah. And then you, you're sad for the rest of the day. You're like, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm going to eat in bed. Because if you're anything like me, everything revolves around seeking comfort in food. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if you've had a bad day, you just take a bar of chocolate and you go to bed and that as well make you feel better, I'm sure. But then another day you could have a really good day in work I mean obviously this doesn't happen like one time you have a bad day and then you know that's it you've anchored like all negative thoughts to your partner but like lord knows everybody has more than one bad day in work like if you're anything like me you have probably three to four a week you have just have those moments where you question your life and like why a part of your soul is dying with each passing moment um <laughs> so yeah this is obviously an accumulation of bad days and then you could have like one really good day and you go back to your partner and they're like oh how was your day and then you're like oh you fucker like you now just remind me of all the bad things and your brain automatically anchors them like that person and like the house even it could go to and like all the bad actions you took to almost like make yourself feel better for the bad day you now just associate them with your partner and the house and then you end up just redoing them and then you just like get yourself in a rut and then you no longer even want to speak to your partner like obviously that's the dramatic thing but it actually is true and if you think about it like you can associate like a place with um good things and bad things just based purely on memories or based purely on like your actions when you get there and like what you do there same like with songs with food like we do it with everything so it makes complete sense so yeah that's something I'm gonna take on board and I think that probably comes in with um like some of the answers I got that said me time is really important so like 
obviously it's hard because if you've got a partner like the whole thing is that you share every with everything with them like the good the bad the boring like some of the conversations I ended up having on holidays when we were away like they're not even worth sharing and like it also happened I remember once me and my friend were on holidays and we did like two trips it was like quite a while and it was just us two and I remember us being on a bus to Saint-Tropez because obviously we were in such an expensive place going by bus um and I remember one time us just talking about toothpaste and we were like oh my God, we've literally run out of things to say to each other. But it's just like, it's natural, it's what happens. Um, So I get it, but I think you have to share, but then I think it's important to have your own way of dealing with things. Like if you need to just go and take a moment, have a bath or, you know, like me, have a sit-down shower today, though. I'm not going to lie, Bleeding Love is also a really good song to come out. Because what better thing to do when you're feeling sad than to wallow in your own pity and misery and listen to those sad songs that absolutely will make you feel worse before you get better. But I've got two playlists dedicated to the cause and they do come out more times than I'd like to admit. But, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do and I recommend it. Hash it out and then you've got to get sad before you get better. I know like that film Inside Out, like we all love sadness in that film and joy needs sadness that's my justification for the sit down showers okay (laughs) and the sad songs if it's gonna help I think do it um so yeah let me know your thoughts also please let me know your ex I think it's gonna be so funny to hear them and to share them because I know that everybody's got really different ones that I'm sure are really weird um I even remember going on a first date with this guy and I met him out so I couldn't really remember what he looked like but I just had his Instagram to go by so obviously I'm stalking him intensely before I meet him and I'm like half the pictures if he looks like that then we're okay we're good he's my vibe if he looks like the other half of the pictures mm, not so much so I'm in the bar I get there before him um I'm in the bar and he literally walks in and <laughs> he's got these jeans and shoes on and instantly I'm like, no, he's like the other half of the pictures. It's a strong no from me. I knew before he even walked over to the table. I mean, did I politely leave after a couple of drinks? Absolutely not. I did end up going clubbing with him until 2am, but that is another story. <laughs> but it's just so funny how some things can just instantly put you off somebody, especially obviously somebody that you don't really like. Like I'm not saying if you with somebody that you really like then I'm sure you can excuse like a bad show or a bad gene but yeah I'm gonna have to do those on the stories I think they're gonna be super fun um so yeah that is it for podcast number two if you like it then please follow or subscribe on Spotify I don't even know what it's called um but yeah please do that because I know it helps and I hope you all have a good week and I'll see you next Tuesday oh my god <laughs> just realized see you next Tuesday no that is not what I should be ending my podcast on uh I'm just gonna redo that thank you for listening and I will see you next week bye